Welcome back to another episode of Cultivated Ignorance. I am Will, the host. This is Mike. He's trash. Wow. This week, we got a great episode for you. Look, it's Freddie Gibbs. Oh, Freddie We got a great episode for you. This week, we're going to be talking about just being successful, especially with 2020 yeah. here now. Yeah. Uh, reaching our goals. Doing great shit. We got Star Dancing in the background. Stars in the bankhead bounce out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to kind of talk to you about uh, what it takes to be successful. Some of the... I guess the roadblocks you'll come along, uh, you'll hit along the way. Uh, we're also going to be talking about, particularly with black folks, how PTSD prevents us from enjoying nice things. Just enjoying nice <laughs> things, man. Just trying to enjoy nice stuff. Can't have nice shit, huh? Oh, sorry. Uh, and then we're going to be doing the black business shout out. And we're also going to be doing the thirst of the week. As always. You got those ready? You got both of them prepared? I do. Okay, go. We on the ball. See, look, boy. It's about to be fingers wild. It's one more time. No, I'm <laughs> Now, nah, man, we're gonna let Mike run down these. Uh, well, real quick, we're gonna shout out who's. Yeah, let's okay, know. The stars here. Everybody say, "Hey, the star! Hey, stars!" Okay. okay, so we got Karen Madison. She already checked you. <laughs> uh, Belinda Miller and Omar Gorgonis Robertson. What's uh, up, Michaela? Said, "Come, come." Yo, okay. Come, come. Kayla Zach. Hey, Kimberly, all right. Oh, start stop arguing. No, we can't. We gotta <laughs> keep arguing. This is really um, what we do. It's our ratings. Um, oh, sup, sup. What's up, Kendall? Hi. Right. Love y'all. Thank y'all so much for joining us tonight. Um, I only have okay. So I have one church announcement, right? But then we got another big announcement that y'all can help us out with because <laughs> y'all gonna, y'all love us, right? So it's gonna be dope. So all right, start standing again. All right. So church announcement is guess what happens next Tuesday, y'all? Guess what happens every every month. On a Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. at the White Mule. Guess what? Guess, guess, I have no idea. They sell drinks. I'm always busy that night. That's, okay, that's, that's, that's one thing they do. <laughs> There's another thing that's happening like around the area at the White Mule. Is it arts related? It's, yeah, performance arts. Yeah, it's, it's kind of. What, what is it, Mike? Let is us it know. An improv show? I'm about to quit. Is it a one man <laughs> show? <laughs> this is the last podcast we're doing. <laughs> it is Blue Note Poetry back again. Oh, my God. Gonna clap? Oh. I got to clap because I'll be in that bitch. I know it. I know it. Blue Note Poetry is back once again. I know Gorgonis is in the chat. Shout out to Gorgonis. He's been a feature before. Um, if you don't already know, man, we get down with jazz and blues and poetry and whatever else anybody wants to bring to the open mic. It's always a wonderful, beautiful, beautiful night. And there's only five dollars to get into. Only five dollars. Oh, I gotta get a new crew. We talk about the lonely path to success, right? That's what we. That's what we discuss. Sorry. You listen. Oh. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, if you haven't been before, um, it's always a beautiful time, man. Star can attest. She tears it up on an open mic every single, single time she touches it. Sometimes Will comes and just celebrates us being dope. Um, this month, we got Aiken Poetry slash Hip Hop Superstar, Mr. Big Bailey, as well as... Yeah. He's dope. I saw him at Mind Crazy. He I heard is amazing it up. and extremely inspirational. I heard so it So he fits up. right in with Fade of tonight. Fantastic. And also, we got the legendary Stevie Harris, who was just a blues, just all star. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie! Stevie, we turn it off. Stevie! What time is that? It's a good show. It's always a great night. Like I said, 7 30 p.m., The White Mule in Columbia, South Carolina. Only $5 to get in. Only $5 to get in. Please come in and join us. I would love to see y'all there. And, um, but the second big announcement, 
is your boy's got a Patreon now, y'all. We got a Patreon. We finally trying to make something about ourselves. I said your boys. Oh. Boys. Weez. B O Y Z. Your boy has a Patreon for myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at um, patreon.com slash cultivated ignorance. We're trying to earn some money, y'all, because we're trying to get a whole new studio. As y'all know, we be having issues up in here. It's Woo! a beautiful. The, shout out to the library now, because y'all be holding us down. Freebies are. Freebies are just a beautiful thing. We get this huge giant screen that we had to buy ourselves, but whatever we put in here. Um, okay. So we can stuff. But we really want to get a legitimate studio. Well, we can like have a better internet connection, more space. <laughs> That's the main thing: better internet connection, more space. Not the reserve rooms. Not have to just kind of figure out schedules and stuff like that. So, if y'all want to help us out, we have a goal of twenty-five patrons. Twenty-five patrons, y'all. Only twenty-five of y'all gotta um, subscribe. That's it. Um, right now we only have two sh- um, two tiers. Uh, one is a five-dollar tier. So if you go to Patreon.com/slash/CultivatedIgnorance. Sign up for the five-dollar tier. Um, we will once we hit our twenty-five patron um, goal, we will start sharing exclusive content on Patreon. It's gonna be like behind-the-scenes stuff, um, personal videos that me and Will are gonna do. I know y'all really want to see just me, but you know Will's got to do his little thing though. So <laughs> it's gonna be great. You are um, only five dollars to help us live our dreams. Uh, if you feel like balling out, we got a twenty-five dollar tier that will get you access to the exclusive content as well as. I, I, this didn't happen earlier. You had to bring it in there. You get access to the exclusive content, but also um, we will do a 60-second ad for you during the show. As y'all know, we get a um, good bit of listeners, uh, a couple hundred or so uh, viewers on live, on the live stream. Or something. Yeah, across platforms, as well as streaming and stuff. We got nothing but five-star ratings on iTunes. Did I tell you that? Cause we, cause we Definitely go to iTunes and rate it. it. <laughs> listen, five-star. People be listening. People be loving it. Five meetings. Yes, yes, five, get five stars. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be dope. So we'll be happy to give you that ad, a shout out if you have a business or a product, or you just want to be famous for sixty seconds. Yeah, a show coming up, whatever you got, whatever shout, shout that out for you. So that's, once again, patreoncom slash cultivated ignorance. Um, would you mind putting that in there? I already did. Because you're the real one. I know I should have known. I don't know why I questioned you. Um, yeah, you can check us out. <laughs> We love you guys, but thank y'all so much for the support you've already given us. Like y'all have already been beautiful. <laughs> Kendall said, "Hey, good luck." Like, <laughs> wow. Said, good luck. Appreciate that, Kendall. <laughs> like he can't be part of the solution. Oh, no, like, so <laughs> it's only gonna cost you five dollars. <laughs> five dollars, Kendall. Cree and Dana Joy and Tim Combo joined as well. Tim, Cree, all y'all love y'all. Um, yeah, only five dollars, but y'all got five dollars to help us out, man. Y'all love us, right? patreoncom ignorance. Check us out. Love you guys. You already did one. No, no. <laughs> it should be one. Oh. Right. The ashiness makes it. So I don't. So, so of course, uh, I don't know if everybody knows, but I definitely know. Bad Boys Three is coming out this Friday. <laughs> <laughs> no, it goes into what we're talking about. So, okay, okay. Will Smith and Martin. Lo- Watch your mouth. Will Smith and Martin Lawrence have been doing a, a press run, <laughs> and. Uh, they had an interview on Sway in the morning, and Will, Will Smith talks about people reaching their dreams and sometimes about how you have to go the road alone. Of course, we want people to uh, help us along the way, but he was also describing how other people can't see the vision or other people try and block your blessings or, mm-hmm. you know, it, many things of that nature. Just how to how to stay focused and how to 
really reach your goals without uh, interruption. Or just discouragement, basically. Yeah, discouragement. So my question is, do you think the path to success is true, like a, really a lonely one? I don't think it's so much lonely because I think you do need the help. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a scary one in that you might have to leave your old circle to reach there. Um, the scariest thought to me is like, what if you outgrow people? When you, when you reach the point where you want more and your friends aren't there yet. Isn't that like our biggest fear? Like leaving people behind? Yes, or? yes, absolutely. Like like childhood friends. Yeah. And it's like, damn, to move forward, I might actually have to like, because believe like as much as we like to deny it, your circle really does mold how you think. Yeah. Like, I didn't think this way before. I used to think, like, no, nah, I'm my own person. Like, they can do this. I can do that. <laughs> we can still hang out and everything be fine. But you hang around people enough times, enough, long enough, you really do begin to think like them. So, that, I don't think it's a lonely one, but it's a scary one in that regard in that you have to get new friends and you have to meet new people. And you got to step up to their level. Mm-hmm. Because if you meet, if you meet business-minded people or success-minded people, who about that about that life for real? Like they gonna keep going. They don't know. They're not letting nobody slow them down. Yeah. They not. If you, if you look like you're trying to slow them down, <laughs> they're gonna leave you in the, in about um, you know in the past. So I don't think it's so much longer. Cause I think you do need help. But you ever had somebody like offer you like a mentorship, and like you weren't initial, you weren't ready initially, mm-hmm. or you weren't quite sure about what you were doing at the time, and so you kind of hesitated. Yeah. And then like the opportunity passed you by. You mean like you felt like scared, like I'm have to, if I take this, I'm going to have to step up to the plate. Yeah. And and that person is like one of those people who like hits their goals because yeah. they got a clear vision of what they got going on. Right. And it's like for them to see you not fully committed, they just kind of leave you in the dust. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, Mike, your smile looks so creepy right now. Is it really? God, I'm doing it to somebody right now. The rest of creep face. <laughs> I got a Joe face. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think um, I haven't had that as far as well. No, I will say yeah, yeah, absolutely, that has happened. Yeah. Where it wasn't so much a mentorship as it was a job that they wanted me to do because I said it was back when I was web designer, mm-hmm. and I told them I could do this and that and this and that. And, you know, you have fun just bragging about your you know abilities, mm-hmm. and then they just responded on the spot because they were business minded. And this is the thing about business minded people; they trying to do shit now. They, it ain't no like, well, let's get together one day and work it out. Like, if they have the opportunity to do it now, to, to sign up paperwork now, they would do it. Mm-hmm. So, when I just, we had lunch and on the spot, he was like, All right, word. Well, I got this club. Well, can you make a website for me? And I was like, Oh, I don't know if I can. Uh-huh. And he was like, All right, well, I'll find somebody else. <laughs> but he wasn't like, <laughs> like no waiting. <laughs> it wasn't like a, like, you know, a stink, like, Well, fuck you then. It was just like, I got I to gotta get this done by a certain day. If you don't know, yeah, you, you can't complete know. it. Yeah, like, yeah, like it's not your fault. It's fine. Yeah, I'm just going to move It was for a website for um some kind of um like nightclub. Um, this is back when I first graduated college. Oh yeah, I think you told me this story. Yeah. yeah, well, I think I told you about the one when I actually made a website for a strip club. Oh. <laughs> what but strip like, club did you make a website bro, for? Bro, I made a small website for a whiskey tavern, like like a like a long time ago. <laughs> Everybody go to www. Oh, that's long gone. Now. Is, I, is it? Is it not up anymore? I know, I know the website's not up anymore. I don't know. Oh, I don't even know whiskey taverns around anymore. No, nah, it's not. They yeah. <laughs> they killed their business plan. <laughs> yeah. But um, what about you, man? You ever got put on the spot? I've been, and, and this is recently, right? So I was like, all right, 
I'm gonna work on my car, right? <laughs> now. <laughs> Sound bad. It's gone bad. But this is not the only time. This is just the most recent thing. So I'm gonna work on my car. You know, it's, I'm like, it's 2020. We about to start knocking shit out. We about to start. And the real reason was I was like, I'm gonna shop. I'm gonna stop shying away mm-hmm. from things that I really feel like I can do. Yeah. Out of fear. Right. You know what I mean? Because I think that's one of the things that really cripples people's dreams. In this instance, it wasn't a dream, but it was just something I really wanted to try to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get so fearful of what could go wrong. This is my transportation, yada, yada, yada. Or, you know, even in, even in jobs, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, man, if I switch to this field, who knows? Who knows what's going you know, on? But you, fate. Yeah, but it's like, you know, there's so much potential over here, but, you know, like, I'm comfortable right here. Yeah. Like, I'm comfortable. People, yeah. people get settled with the comfortable. Got my little check. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, you know, I had a lot of people saying, no, you don't need to do this. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> this, that, and the third. <laughs> now, in hindsight, I fucked the shit up. You fucked your car up? Not not too bad. <laughs> not nothing a couple hundred dollars can't fix. Okay, that's still made the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying that to say, like, don't let your fear hold you back, mm-hmm. period, from trying anything new. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it it starts with big things, and then it, it, it even cripples us in the smallest of things, like uh-huh. going to meet new people. Right. You know what I mean? Like, just just simple <laughs> shit. Can you think back to when you was a kid and, like, meet new people was an adventure? Like, maybe not for everybody, but for me it was. It's great. I did the reverse. Like, I couldn't. Do new people when when I was a kid, but then I'm, now I'm an adult. Like I jump at every opportunity to meet new people. Uh huh. So, but I only I don't know if you want to tell this story, but I, that's why I, I gave you props on the the, the year and wrap up show because um when we went to the um the talented tenth joint, mm-hmm. and, um I was like all right well we're gonna make some <laughs> we're gonna make some contact. <laughs> was like I don't know what to say. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but like um I think I told the star about this like when you just. When you put yourself in a position where you're always ready for something to happen, like, yeah. I call it building your package. Well, like if somebody would ask for your services right on the spot, like you can tell them your price, you can tell them your product, you can tell them like production time, well, all that good stuff is right in that. When you get yourself prepared ahead of time, yeah, it kills all that nervousness because then all you got to do is just talk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but it's, it takes a while to get there. But like, oh, you about to say something? No, no, no. I would say, um, have you ever had an instance where you went to somebody, like you just had, like you finally got the confidence, right? You credit, you finally ready to do it. You focus, you in the zone, <laughs> and you go to that close person to you, and you're like, I want to do this and this and that. How do you think I should do it? And they be like, that shit ain't gonna work. <laughs> but you thought, you thought of what? I don't know, man. I I can't really think of a time specifically, mm-hmm. but um. You know, you always get that shit from your parents. I'm sure I got something from my mama at one point in my life where she instantly crushed the dream. Who oh, is an yeah. entrepreneur? Like, that's what I don't understand. Bro, I remember uh, back in high school, I was like, Mom, I want to be a teacher. And I was I was like, bro, I want to be a history teacher so bad. I remember you did want to go to school for history. That is right. And my mom was like, you don't want to do nothing to pay more money? <laughs> Like you can do it, but you're gonna be broke. You wanna deal with all them kids? Like she gave me every negative point. Oh my god. <laughs> and this was and this was back, you know, like super impressionable. You yeah. ain't got the internet to do a lot of research. You just going <laughs> off what your parents said. And your mom always <laughs> right. So it's like it's like, oh, and now and now it's crazy enough. Like a couple years ago, she was like, 
you know, I really killed your dream to be a teacher. <laughs> and she knew it too. <laughs> but see, okay, this part I gotta kind of call you out and see how you feel now. We had this conversation a long time ago, and hopefully it's changed now. Remember when I told you if um, when I asked you if Mackenzie wanted to be an artist, would you let her go to school for? <laughs> Hey, look, man. She can do it as a little side project. See, <laughs> bro, what if she was like, "Daddy, though, I can, I can make." Look, as long know. as you ain't eating off me while you're doing it. But she got to. She got to eat off you anyway. She a college student. Daddy, I just, I'm, a, I'm an extra. So you can go to school for art. But this is what I'm saying. We just talk about this. Like she can draw. She can get. You can meet people for art. <laughs> you can get. A, you can get a mentor for art. Bro, she want to do it like. It's still a full time thing. If you want to be full time at it, you gotta put in that full time. Exactly, and you making a little bit of money. Show, show me you can make. Show me you can make some money doing it. I'm mean, I'm sure she would do like you know like fairs and stuff like that, or like some type of commission work. Fair. You know what I'm saying? She's a student, man. She's young. She still, you know, she still got you around to help her out. You and Taryn, and she just want to chase her dreams. Well, this is what the whole podcast is talking about. All right. Nope. What? I'm not so paying for medical school. Be, she can't be. I'm not paying for medical the school. The highest level professional in our society is a doctor. She can't and they're high, but she can't be an artist either. You can't struggle. So I can't struggle. You can't struggle and I can't struggle. <laughs> Ever. Oh, Ever. What the hell? <laughs> I threw my pen and I was so impassioned. Like, that was a good question, Star, and I refuse to do either. <laughs> Oh, Terrence said that. Yeah, I refuse to do either. That's terrible. Why are you not even paying for medical I'm, school? Okay, well, I'm, okay, look. Here's what exactly I'm not paying for medical school, okay? <laughs> so you going to medical school, that means you've done well enough to get in, right? Sure. Done well enough to get in. Uh-huh. Why weren't your grades good enough to get a scholarship? Who knows, man? Oh Different. Gosh. First of all. And, 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 <laughs> and then, you get into medical school, I want you to go on a massive amount of debt before I do. You want your daughter to live in debt? Yup, cause you got all that time to pay it back. I only got a few years left. Why would I you need to enjoy my shit? Years left. I only. That's more incentive for you to. Cause I'm black. That's why. <laughs> we had a serious conversation in the middle of Walmart about this. I'm not paying for medical school, Bruh. I promise you. And this is the leading like issue with millennials right now is that we live in debt before we can get a career. It's tough. Wow. This nigga here. I think it'll be different. I think, yeah, I think you have to Bro, see the can you imagine? I, well, I can't imagine. I'll say this. I can't imagine paying for you, raising you for 18 years, possibly paying for your college for another four years, mm-hmm. and then kicking out money for medical school. Yeah, and then, and then shelling out for medical school? Because you're helping your child. Fuck that. You're helping <laughs> building your child. Caesar, what are you talking nope, about? No. Nope. So what can she do? Become artists. <laughs> so Xavier Parker joined, and oh, we God. also have Latrell Austin. Um, Latrell said, "I jump all over the opportunities. I want all the knowledge, so I take all the mentors." Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, Alcabalon and TJ Hartwell. Thank y'all for joining us. Look at here, man. I'm just like Dave Chappelle. I, I say the shit y'all don't want to hear. Clearly. No, no, no. I am not. I am not the only person that feels like this. I don't think I'm the person. <laughs> <laughs> you just say you want your daughter to skate in the middle of life. 
No, I don't. I, I want her to go to medical school. I'm just not gonna pay for it when I'm in my forties. I'm not going. I'm not going deep into debt in my forties. But like, I'm trying to pay off this house. And, I'm I'm not, and it's not to say that she wouldn't, yeah, you know. I mean, in my imagination. But you can't imagine your daughter. I can imagine her going. Well, how how do you know you won't have enough money so that you won't have to go? And if I do, hey, blessings. So you had the money going, but I'm just, I'm just saying. If I have the money, I'll spend it. That's not how you make it sound. You make it sound like. If I have the money, but if I got to take out a loan, she taking out a loan. I just feel like, I mean, everybody, I ain't a parent yet too, so I got that privilege of speaking from this perspective. But just watching my mom, like, I would never want my child to go through what I had to go through or anything worse (laughs) in my power. Like my mom literally grew up with every every reason in the world to be resentful. And to make me just struggle for everything I've done, I wanted to do in my entire life. But she literally grew up the exact opposite. And she was like, my son will never be in these fields at five o'clock in the morning, morning, um, trying to farm and shit, um, working for pennies and shit, being disrespected. Like she will never like, he will never experience what I had to go through. So she went through, not that I expect anybody to go through what my mom went through, because Lord knows she has had some ter- some rough jobs, but like, she just made every effort to be like, nah, my son will never feel that pain. Um, I'm going to teach him, like, nobody taught me about credit, but I'm going to teach my son about credit. <laughs> um, nobody helped him with student loans. Nobody told him about scholarships and stuff, so I'm going to teach him about all that stuff. And it's not to say that she wouldn't get grants and stuff while, while in school, you know what I'm saying? Like, It's not to say that her grades wouldn't get better while she's in school that could probably pay the rest of her way. But like, I just feel like as a parent, your primary responsibility is to just help your kid just live a much better life than you did. I get it. <laughs> He's just I get it. Oh, Tell God. Him what is going on. There's a guy just <laughs> at the window, breathing all over the glass. Um, he might wait for us outside. He's looking right. at Star like a snack. No. He looking. He was looking at you like he was a. He licked his lip on sandwich. the way out. Well, I mean, come on. Okay, well, I think he was also looking at the setup of the show, and he was like, "Dang, look at look at people do that." Yeah, they do. Yeah. I do appreciate that. So, Kimberly Anderson said, "That's how a parent should be." Blair, Blair, John. Oh, Blair, what's happening, Blair? Bad join. What's up, Dad? What's up, Dad? Shout him out in there. Um, Terrence said, "Will does know what that laugh is like." <laughs> um, and Kanisha Sharday Henderson said, "What's up, Bob? Bob Burgers? What's up, man?" Like, gang, gang. Like, Thank y'all for joining, man. Love Appreciate y'all. it. You about to say something? Be like, I mean, y'all right. can hate on me <laughs> all you want, but Taryn gonna, gonna get you in shape. It's fine. If she want to be a doctor, she'll make work. <laughs> this guy's the worst. So when it comes to um <laughs> work ethic that Will's not willing to pay for, <laughs> um, invest in. That's the word. That's what I'm saying. You're investing in your child's future. Invest in yourself. And you're investing in your, your own health and yourself because you know when she gets money, she's going to take care of her parents. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be taking care of the debt I'm already in. She'll be taking care of the debt she put me in. <laughs> I'm done with the problem. We can move it on. <laughs> so, when it comes to work ethic, y'all, um, we sure y'all saw the Tyler Perry um, video on Twitter. <laughs> Bust out laughing. What the hell was that? <laughs> Where he showed his 10,000 scripts that he wrote by himself. It was a lot. Um, it was a lot of scripts. And he was like, a lot of people have a writer's room. I ain't got all that. I just got myself. And I took care of business. 
Um, what I'm trying to tell you is just work ethic, just get it done yourself, do your thing. Um, we was wondering, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> is this a good example of like work ethic? Because, I mean, we don't know how y'all feel. Chime in with how y'all feel about Tyler Perry Productions. Me and Will ain't exactly fond of. I don't even think we even talk about Tyler Perry like that, bro. We don't <laughs> like at all. We're not fans, not at all. And um, and it's clearly like when he, especially when he, I felt like I already knew that before he even vocalized it. But when after that video, it was clear that he writes this stuff by himself. It's clear that there's no other like Thought. brain, yeah, no other <laughs> yeah. perspectives. It feels like a guy's like he's gonna say this, and then she's gonna say that, and he's gonna react to this. That's actually how it feels like. But I mean, what I was wanting to ask him was um. Do you think that work ethic video actually is kind of detrimental um, in that it kind of perpetuates the whole like team no sleep, um, work, work, work all the time, do it yourself. You don't need nobody else to do it yourself. Is that actually detrimental to, you know, tell people of color, especially that you should be just tackling all this stuff by yourself, but should be reinforced, be reinforcing like partnerships, um, finding good partners to like or people to just collab with. What did you think about the overall message of the video? So, do you think it was actually helpful? If you want to dissect it down, you can pull all that stuff out. Mm -hmm. But I really think the bulk of what he was saying was people, for the most part, shy away from hard work. You know, and while we can critique the quality of the work <laughs> itself, <laughs> he's basically saying he gets shit done. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I can okay. respect that. Okay. Um, now, we're going to break it down. If we're gonna if we go hyper analyze it, he's basically saying, uh, "I am fully uh, qualified to write things for Black women's perspective, without <laughs> collaboration with any other Black women." Basically, I, I need I need not employ Black women. Mm. I need not employ uh, up and coming Black writers. Uh, so a whole lot of negatives in there. Uh, the team no sleep thing. I didn't really get too much. Really? Um, no, and I don't know if you saw that in some. Something or whatever, but I just hear um, people saying that still. Like, I gotta hustle at all times. If you sleep in, Steve Harvey had a, like a, a kind of a video that people got went in on when he was like ranting to the audience about like sleeping. Like, he was like, "Why y'all sleeping so much? Eight hours of sleep is like if you're trying to be successful, you're not getting eight hours of sleep. Like, you're trying to be up before everybody else." Um, I somewhat believe that. Like, I mean, I somewhat, I somewhat believe the notion that. People who are really, really, really trying to be successful will do things that others don't. And I'm not saying it's necessarily the best thing to do, but I'm saying that, you know, in in order for some people to drive towards their goals, they're doing things that others don't, like less sleep or whatever. I get that. But where is that, like, dangerous line of, like, actually being dangerous in your words with telling people, like, why you, you should be getting less sleep or you should be beating everyone at all times? Where's the balance in telling people, like, you know, don't run yourself in the ground? I just went to this workshop the other day about, you know, financial management and um, as an entrepreneur. And the first thing she let off of, which I love, the, the first thing she said was, I want y'all to understand that y'all do not have to do all these things by yourself. Like, I'm going to teach y'all the ins and outs of this stuff. These are tips that you should keep in mind. But do not think that you have to go home and, like, manage all your finances in your business by yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, I would actually encourage y'all to get somebody to hire somebody to do this for you once you get to a certain point. But this is just for your knowledge. Mm -hmm. So you think it kind of like almost negates that? Because when people brag about their business, they say like, "I'm the accountant, I'm the promoter, I'm the manager, I'm the organizer, I'm the I'm the." A lot of people starting their own shows. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, 
Who do you think is? I mean, I guess some can brag like that. I don't necessarily think that's the best thing to do. No, no, you ain't got the knowledge in the first place, probably. <laughs> you just out here doing shit. That's why. And especially in Tyler Perry's case. <laughs> Black women seem dumb as shit sometimes. Or they, he, he doesn't paint them in the best picture. Do you think that actually taints his message? Like, when he said, when you got the guy screaming about work ethic, and then you look at his work ethic. <laughs> the work ethic is there, just the quality ain't. But is it like, do you what still... I was gonna say, can you still call it work ethic if it's poop? <laughs> <laughs> if I'm just sitting here and just like do this for like two hours and type twenty pages in Word, and I'm just like, I'll just bust out the script. <laughs> hey, look, man. Tyler is a pillar in the community. <laughs> well, Latrell said you need sleep to function properly if you're using your time wisely. When you're awake, not sleeping wasn't a factor. But then Thad said, what about Adderalls? What's when true? it comes to people needing, you know, you may not get as much sleep if you you may be doing things that people won't do mm-hmm. in order to be successful. My opinion is that when spirit is moving through you, literally, like sometimes you, I find myself needing less sleep. Like when I'm really excited about something, you know, okay, you're right. so excited, you can't wait to wake up the next day or you're just working, you're in the zone. You go into that um, state of, some scientists call it flow. Mm. Everybody knows what it feels like when you found that thing. That, that groove, right. yeah. But I do think that there are times when you may not need eight hours of sleep solid. For sure. But you should go to sleep when you're tired. There, You can tap into your reserves, but then there's a threshold to where you will start making mistakes. Absolutely. And it can possibly even be dangerous for you. So I think it's up to every person to, to know themselves and not listen to random people who have never met you to take health and business advice from who are getting paid for giving you that advice in the first place. So we got opposing views. I mean, Dad, we know is, is very successful in what he does. So if he says it's true, it's like okay, you know. I think he, he says, I feel like when you're starting out doing something, you will lose some sleep to get where you need to be sure. to close the skill gap or the knowledge gap. Right. To piggyback on what you said, which I think was beautiful, um, it is a wonderful thing as an entrepreneur. It is a wonderful thing when you hit a, hit a point in your life. Where you kind of do what feels good and pertains to in, in regards to like getting your work done. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is like there's times like I make a whole schedule for like I actually lay out the schedule for the month, but every week I have a to do list or whatever. And like I go through the list throughout the day, get stuff done. And this is a great sense of accomplishment when you actually like check stuff off or whatever. But like some days, if I'm just not feeling it, like and I know something has to get done, but it doesn't have to get done immediately. If I'm just not feeling it, I just won't do it. And I just put it, I'll make sure I put it back on the list for the next day. And I just like, just if it just doesn't feel right, if it's not flowing, it's just like poetry. I don't know how many poets are in the chat. But like, if I'm not feeling a poem, <laughs> if I'm not feeling a poem, I just won't write it, man. Like, I'll have an idea, uh, a sentence will have popped in my head during that day. But like, if it's just not clicking, all right, the sentence going to stay there until I come back. So, yeah, like, I think, um, you make you made the best point about like just these people like I said get paid to give you advice and they've never met you before they don't know how your mind works they don't know how what you've been through um, what personal stuff you got going on and they'll just say stuff that just makes sense in a thirty second Instagram clip mm, you know what I'm saying it's just a clip um, Latrell said um, in, in regards to someone saying that they're everything when you're starting out you have to be all of that though but it's also a learning experience because you learn the duties of those of those roles exactly. Exactly. So that's that's true. So I think maybe it's just you're putting all that all that work for a certain amount of time and yeah. you're doing it. That's very true. I've I've said to myself how this stuff started clicking. Like 
me and Will, for example, um, we we laugh all the time about the dark days of this podcast <laughs> where oh. we were on Mixler. If you want to hear some terrible podcasts, <laughs> um, go to Mixler.com and look up Cultivated Ignorance. Oh. <laughs> Bro, you'll hear all the choppy sound. <laughs> the helicopters, all that good stuff. But like now we got this thing to a science, man. And we're still learning. Don't get me wrong. We just now made a Patreon. Uh, we still... And we added stars, which is wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> but as far as... <laughs> sounds like a real cat. As far as, like, setting up, as far as getting these topics down, as far as, like, just the ebb and flow of the show, like, it just feels natural now. And you just learned that. So... Yeah, okay, I got... All right, question, man. So you remember a couple weeks ago, I don't know how long ago it was, but we had a topic on... Uh, what was it? Celebrities and how, basically how the internet like dissects them. I mean like cancel culture and stuff? Cancel culture and I can't remember what it was exactly, what person exactly it was that uh, we did. But we basically, the show was basically about how celebrities are still humans. Oh yeah. And yeah, we don't treat you. them like humans. Gotcha, yeah. I, I feel like this, with the Tyler Perry comment, falls into that category. Like, I feel like people are, in his defense, like, people are overly dissecting what he said. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I think he was just trying to talk about work ethic. Right, right, right. Like, he's like, most of y'all motherfuckers (laughs) can't even do a two-page paper in two days. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, I I just wanted to say that because I think... I think that's a great point. We overanalyze shit that doesn't need to be overanalyzed. He's saying, if you got work to do, just get the shit done. But that's not what... I think at the end of the day, that's what he was saying. Yeah. Oh, unfortunately. He was like, all right, I do, I do all this by myself. That's yeah. what he was saying, but his literal life and business is saying all those other things that people Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. I think he's saying, like, in the, in the vacuum of... His intentions of, were to call all that attention to yeah. Basically. <laughs> but that's what happens on these internets. <laughs> on these internets. <laughs> now, that's a great point. That's a great point. Like, and that's the thing. That's why we got to... I'm going to keep reiterating the point. Because you brought it up again, like we really do have to reconsider how we treat celebrities' mental health, like in regards to just reacting to stuff, man. Like when you're a celebrity, you can't just get. We do this all the time. If we feel in a way, we just get on the internet and we say some shit. Mm-hmm. It's probably bad for our image, but we can just say it because nobody really cares, except for the couple people that follow us. And then we can delete it, and it's gone from memory in two weeks, if less than that. Yeah. As a celebrity, if you get emotional and get online. This is this is funny with Lizzo. I, I don't feel her completely. Lizzo had this food delivery service um, that was sending her food, and the person decided to steal her food. Like whoever deliver the deliverer was decided to steal her food. Oh why? They got hungry, I guess. I don't know. I don't know why you got a job where you can't afford your own food. But she just so Lizzo just got on Snapchat and went off, put the woman's full name out there, and went in on her ass. But like that's something I can relate to. I'm, I'm nigga, I'm fat. Like I'm, if I'm so, the, hungry, so, the, so the internet went off on her. The internet f- went to this person's. Of course, you know how the internet does. They went to the, her profile, put all these hateful death threats and shit on her. Okay. Shit. Death threats. They threatened to kill her because she stole her food. You know how people do, man. It's Lizzo, bro. Lizzo. People love Lizzo. People love Lizzo. But is it? Do y'all think it's like? I don't think the person deserves to die. No, they don't. They don't. That's, that's they don't deserve none of that. They deserve they to get fired. They deserve, deserve to get fired. <laughs> right, but I understand Lizzo's emotional connect and reaction. But like as a celebrity, you're not allowed to do that. Like you can't have an emotional reaction, <laughs> not even just on the internet, just on camera at all. Call your publicist. 
Call your publicist. We'll let him ask, ask him if you can do this. <laughs> you ain't got time. Look at Russell Wilson, man. Niggas used to, if people found out that you mess with Russell Wilson on the on the court, he would threaten to beat your ass. So then everybody started messing with Russell Wilson. Not Russell Wilson. Russell Westbrook. Oh, I'm about to say, <laughs> Russell Wilson? The nigga that's married to Sierra? <laughs> that nigga looks harmless. <laughs> he, might, he might give you a gift or something. He's so beautiful. He so He's a beautiful black man. He might give you a gift or something. I don't know. <laughs> but like <laughs> Russell Westbrook though will beat your ass. Oh yeah. Um so yeah, man, like <laughs> I don't know when that's gonna change. I really don't know if it's, it's gonna, gonna change. It's not gonna change. But y'all think people are like inherently savages at this point? Or does people just can get away definitely with definitely gotten way nastier with each other, like, like Especially through the internet. Like I think like oh, everybody yeah. got that it's like it's like bro, the like the computer screen, it's like the glass at the bank. Like it's like I can say what the fuck I want. But that's what I'm wondering. You can't say just, nothing. But is it just nothing. that the power of that? Power tripping from that, or is it people are actual savages and actually want people to die when they have these death threats? I think that's a part of uh, our egos, and yes, I've had murderous people become thoughts. feral. Like people become I've come had just... murderous thoughts. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Hashtag broken glass window. Oh, yeah. But oh, well. I don't, I've I never had a murderous on, thought about. I don't act on them. Really? I don't act on them. I thought everybody had one murderous thought at one point in their life. Okay, As an so adult, I have a belief system that basically I mean, says if I. If I see it out there in the world, that means somewhere is going on within me. Like, I'm no better or worse than anyone else who can be pretty horrible. So I have to recognize that we're, even though we seem really separate, we're basically all one. So the person over there doing some stealing Lizzo's food, it sounds crazy. But we don't know what that person was going through. We don't. Nobody wants to take the time to think about that. And I think you touched on that before. Like, when things happen, nobody wants to wait and see what the true story is or what developments. What are we going to see from Lizzo (laughs) shaming this lady who ate her food? Oh, that's this is like a semi-old incident. Like Lizzo came out and apologized and shit. She was like, "I shouldn't have went off. Y'all leave this lady alone." Like, did they leave her alone? I mean, eventually, but like (laughs) after they killed her, (laughs) (laughs) nothing else to do. (laughs) After the funeral, I mean, (laughs) they ain't stop out on her grave or nothing like that. Terrible. Any um comments to catch up on? So many. <laughs> um, so basically, I don't know what this means. Um, Latrell said one, and my soldier boy voice. We said, we said, we said, did we say one or something earlier? I don't know. Um, that oh, oh talk about one uh, murder thought. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> but when does Soldier Boy say that? I guess I don't. No, know. he's no, no, that's now. in the Drake voice. Yeah, the Drake. Oh, okay. Drake. Um, he said well, he wants a person. Nah, um, I've had a murder stop. And before. then the trail said, <laughs> them delivery services always be stealing your food. So really? That's what they said. Oh, Mike, you remember that body. one time? I caught up the All Out show. Oh, my God. Oh. oh I want to talk about that so bad. But I don't know if you can. Bruh. It was the Drake voice. Okay. Can I hand that something? No. Go ahead. no. <laughs> um, I mean, Kimberly, back to the mental health. Oh, <sighs> mental health in general, though, for this whole topic, people need to take care of themselves. Please like, do. And, um, yeah, we had a couple people join in. Um, Kanisha, Eli White, Ebony Harvey, up, y'all? Uh, Roxanne, Aaron Parker. What do they do, Roxanne? Um, is she the model that y'all do? Mm-hmm. She's the model, yeah. yeah. The, is that the one that y'all, is that was the Thirst of the Week last week? No, no. Oh. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Yeah, but she looks, she looks beautiful. Okay, and then oh, we already have Blair. Blair's not saying much. Okay. Blair, what you Blair just viewing. Blair's viewing. Blair does. And that's cool, too. But Blair, it's just so funny because Blair can be quiet, but Blair's hilarious at the same time. So yeah. he talks. But um, yeah, man, just take care of each other, give each other room, and um, just 
Get off the internet sometimes, man. <laughs> watch, mm. your, watch your consumption of this no, shit. I, I say that shit in person. I want to say one thing about this. I think as, you know, because remember when we came out on the internet before with MySpace and AOL, people were not themselves at all. Nobody was their real selves. Everybody was like, make up a funny screen name. I remember I had the screen name Realness. I had the screen name, you know, just I, people just made up names, like adjectives that they wanted to describe. Oh, my first name was uh, Meftical Zero. Something. So I think as my first, Facebook, Facebook was a prequel. really changed the game, <laughs> and we started kind of being our real selves more so. We started to know more and more about who the actual human being is. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like as we become, as our devices become more infused with our actual personage, then we will have to really look at ethics, and they may even start regulating that. Like, there may even be, like, laws. I mean, there are some laws against, like, cyber harassment or bullying, right? But maybe not. I was wondering. Like, there's laws, there's rules and policies within the software itself. But it may even become actual law that you can't say and do certain things online. Not to <clears throat> nerd out too bad. But, like. Cyber secure, man. But <laughs> you remember Metal Gear Solid? Solid. You, you like Metal Gear Solid? I love Metal Gear Solid. You like the second one? Uh, yeah. this one on, it was like the last one on PS2. Yes, yes, yes. I don't even remember the whole like end of it where it's just you know well Metal Gear at a certain point it's just niggas talking. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, not the nerd too bad, but there's a whole concept in there of like the government creating an AI that regulates all communication online because we've gotten to the point where we can't handle interacting with each other anymore. I just feel like that's what is happening. It'll be crazy because, like, the creator, Hideo Kojima, is like, people always say, like, this nigga produced the, predicts the, like, not so distant future and shit. But I used to think about that, like, yo, what if we got to, well, this is not back then because we didn't have anything what we have now. But, like, so, yo, what if we got to a point where we can't be trusted? Because you even think about news sites. You're supposed to, back in the day, you go to the news site and be like, okay, I want real knowledge. Let me go to the news. You can't even trust news sites no more because you go to the wrong site. It's too opinionated. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and there's an argument. Could you ever have trusted the news? Well, yeah, yeah. I think, propaganda. yeah, absolutely. It's worse than ever. Let's say it's that. It's worse than ever. Yes. So what if we got to a point where we couldn't be trusted to like put out information anymore, and we just had to create an AI that just manages information for us? <laughs> I think it's just complete censorship. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think it's already happening um, in certain ways, and I think that uh, we're either gonna have. I think humanity in general is just at a point where we've got to decide: Are we gonna choose love or hate? Like we right. see it happening in politics, we can see it happening. Um, in the world and it's just like it's in online we are never going to get rid of that we're never going to go back to the way things used to be right. you know what I'm saying we're never going to go back to CDs even though I do want to start my hard copy music collection because I don't trust Spotify I love you but I don't trust you like what if they I just mean, put a plug on all the day they can be like, like ah we out that's what I'm saying it's just like oh no what if they just skyrocket the prices and make it like fifty nine ninety nine a month <laughs> alright well hold it down I'll go to title <laughs> in a minute <laughs> Jay want my money. I think it's a really good. I think it's a really. I think it's a really good point, and we are gonna have to start treating each other better in we really every do. sense of the word. We really do, man. Just be more patient. Allow for change to happen to somebody. If somebody's somebody fucked up, allow for them to say I fucked up, um, and just change change the behavior. Take stuff in context. Put stuff. Allow them to put stuff in context. Um, yeah, man. It's, Anyway, that could be a whole topic. <laughs> yeah, we gotta keep going. How long is um with the live been on? In the top right. Oh, forty seven. Damn, forty seven already? Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. So we gotta keep going. Um so this topic came up, uh how to prevent 
how are TS, PTSD, I was about to say, how are STDs, how are, <laughs> how are PTSD prevents us from enjoying <laughs> nice things? And this came up in a conversation me and Mike had after we saw uh, Queen and Slim, right? Yes, yes, we um, What did we say exactly? Man, if you ain't seen Queen and Slim by now. Say, you don't want to see it by now. Yeah, like, because this is out on V. It's out on V. It's out on V. Black people, STDs, you giving us a VHS. Glitch in the Matrix. What are we saying? A lot of black people critiqued the, oh, critiqued yeah, yeah, the yeah. movie yeah. for uh, some of the themes it had or some of the themes they believe were there. Right. Um, what was it? Such as. Namely the ending. Yeah. The black dude turning on him and how we got to get shot at the end of the movie. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I man, there's like our history of oppression, misrepresentation, and discrimination in this country uh, prevent us from enjoying art, entertainment that depicts us from being anything but happy and successful. I think so. For a lot of us, for and particularly non-artistic black people mm-hmm. who don't have the the most the most yeah. aggravating thing in the world as an artist. Tread light. You better... No, it's not even insult. It's not insulting at all. But you can maybe maybe you can attest to this as an artist. If you make something and you put it in the world, one of the most aggravating things in the world you can hear, because people not going, there's going to be people who don't like it, there's going to be people who love it. But one of the worst critiques you can get is somebody come up to your shit and be like, well, why didn't you do it like this? Or like, you should have did it like this. You know what I'm saying? It's like, how are you going to tell me how my brain should have worked when I put out <laughs> my art? So what I kept hearing was people was like, oh, they should have lived. They should have got on the plane and flew off into heaven. <laughs> Um, or like the woman um, they had to make the woman all argumentative and hard to deal with and the man all soft and just push over (laughs) to push over like he should have been written like this she should have been written like that and I think when you get to when people start doing that and what we was talking about before was um, when people would just they say they critique it to the point that they literally just want like a nice happy Story with no kind of conflict with the black people. Yeah, they just want to watch two black people sit on the couch and watch TV, basically, and just like, be like the most successful. And you know what I'm saying? And run into no hardships, <laughs> no problems. I, I am craving a good black movie with a top tier, successful black businesswoman <laughs> who has like a cute group of friends and they just drink champagne and go shopping. <laughs> and then she goes home. Wasn't that uh? What's it's the movie thing. with the women? The black women, the black women in New Orleans. The, uh, oh, girls trip. Girls trip. You can't even count that because they was like, yeah, it was ratchet and shit. There's a formula. Oh yeah, I was super ratchet with them being all over the people. Right. That was crazy. <laughs> that shit was um, funny. I love Tiffany Haddish. Love her. Really. And uh, it's a good yeah, bit of really. there's a good bit of black movies coming out with uh, good themes. I'll say. I would say Easter Rays movie coming out. Yeah. Like Easter Rays, it's like I feel like it's, it's one of the movies that you see the whole movie in the trailer. <laughs> like, like she a businesswoman, he an yeah. artist, or yeah. something like that. So he's broke. Yeah, oh, somehow flashback to her parents. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just want to see some creamy, luscious, melanated black just, people looking good on screen. Let's make another love joke. They're not struggling too much, you know. For sure, yeah. But I think to answer your question um, is the fact that maybe some people just don't know how to look at art and ask questions rather than just say, "This is how what I." Right. So it's just about learning how to appreciate art. So art appreciation is is taught. You know, it's there's a way to appreciate. Not that I expect everybody to go through the motions of how to appreciate every form of art, but like 
the name of the episode is like how to just enjoy nice things because like why can't you just enjoy the thing or just not enjoy it and just leave it alone yeah and just let people who do enjoy it do their thing like why does like stuff have to be like this set us back 20 something years or like <laughs> you know what I'm saying they see like and that's even talking about entertainment like you see Make the Stallion shaking her ass and why you gotta label that as this is the problem with black women and shit like why does that always have to happen with so many people that's a much bigger question than <laughs> Because I guess we want to see black people. We're tired of seeing black people in such a negative light that we that we put the microscope on everything. That's what negative. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's some work we got to do with ourselves individually and as a community to right. be okay with seeing black people in many different ways. Right. And I guess it'll also improve as time goes along with us seeing black people in better light. We can definitely use more of seeing us in better light. I can say, I can definitely admit that for sure. You know what I mean? I think that will, I guess, be a form of therapy in itself. You know what I mean? Right. Um, not seeing so many South Centrals or yeah. boys in the hood shit. You know what I mean? I get that. What I feel like more than anything is that we got to stop putting so much weight on like the next black artist or black politician or black activists being the savior of us. You know what I'm saying? Whenever like a new black thing happens or a new black person rises, it's like, this is going to be our savior. And what I've always struggled with is the word role model in regards to celebrities where they say, like, I never forget, me and Mama G was chilling one day and I showed her the, um, um, you were there, um, Star, we showed her the 2 Chains video. Oh, gosh. <laughs> what 2 Chains video? Make my mom yeah, proud. Proud, yeah, proud. Oh, and like Mama G was disgusted by this video. By like, the old black ladies, by her, like, by um, YG's mom out there the dancing and shit, no, and the babies. Was upset yeah, you right. Kids wearing blood paraphernalia, gang paraphernalia. I think it was that and the mama like dancing and shit too. I mean, I would, I would like, be kind of aggravated with the gang paraphernalia on I the baby on the too. Baby, that I, I understood why she was upset at that. I get it, but like the first thing she was saying was like, "You're a rapper. All these kids are looking up to you." Like, you're setting a bad example. In that instance, I do understand that. But a lot of times when it comes to just celebrities in general who are just out here just trying to do their thing and never claim they wanted to be anybody's role model, we, like... I guess people feel like it's a part of the job. See, is that fair? No, it's not. I don't agree. Yeah. But people do feel like it's part of the job because you have so much celebrity, because your voice reaches so far, because you are an influencer right. just by speaking or your music or anything you say. It's... Part of the job, I guess, as, as some people view it. Um, I think celebrities do need a break. You know, like Charles Barkley said, I'm not a role That's model. That's the first person I want to say. Bro, like, <laughs> and, I, and if you don't want to be a role model, I agree. But you just can't do it. Like, well, like, by, like by default, you're a role model. Well, yeah, I think like Charles Barkley... Kind of like broke the mold, or he. I was gonna say he's like the prime example of like a celebrity who just literally just wants to just get paid to do some shit that they enjoy. Yeah, and, like, and I think even Amanda Seals alluded to it a little bit. Like she's like, at work, I'm Amanda Seals, but when I'm like not on screen or not doing not a show, <laughs> she's literally well, always on screen. Yeah, when I'm not on screen or or whatever. You know, like I, I'm my my when I'm at the grocery store, mm-hmm. like I'm not doing pictures, I'm not doing autographs oh, and stuff fine. like that. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, like they they don't. They, it's not fair to them for always have to be in like this constant state of to work twenty four seven. Yeah, 
Just constantly say the celebrity where they always have to watch their words or whatever. You know I what agree. I mean? No, I agree with you saying, but see, it's, it's hard sometimes with people like Amanda Seals who put the cape on themselves. I got a problem with her too. And this Lonnie Love thing. What's your problem? You remember that Lonnie Love thing? Yeah, what's your problem? Where Lonnie Love was like overly critique black men. She just, all she said was like a lot of black men don't know healthy. No, she, no. That's what she she said, bro. No, she, no, she, she, she put the bullet, she, she put the, she put the pointer on black men. Well, because Lonnie Love. Lonnie Love. I think she was just speaking from her perspective as somebody who's dated black men. She was like, black men got a much. She was like, black men do it much worse than any other race. She didn't say that. She what? did. She, like, like no, no, she. No, no, no. What she said yeah, was. She was cheating in relationships. Or cheating, yeah. What she said was. No, she was a piece of <laughs> shit. <laughs> and then Amanda Seals didn't check her. No, listen. This is what she said, bro. <laughs> First of all, everybody kept saying she, said, she was saying all men. She did not say all men. No, she, she said, said black lot. men. She said a lot of men. Black men. Yeah, she did say black men. And then the old girl tried to chime in and was like, yeah, a lot of all men have issues with that. I think what she was trying to say was it affects us deeper because of our history of, you know, racism and oh, race and um, slavery. So listen, 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 listen. I'm not saying I agree with her. I'm not saying oh. I agree you with defend her. her ass. I'm just trying to put her words. What I don't like when people mince people's words. It's been a narrative. Oh, but, oh, but you up here to cut Tyler Perry's words up. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. I didn't change cool. the words. Cool, cool, cool. I didn't, cool, cool. <laughs> I didn't change the words. But what she said was it affects us deeper because of slavery, because of Jim Crow, because we are have been at such a disadvantage, you know, historically, it affects us deeper than it would any other race of men. She said black men ain't shit. <laughs> she did not say that. <laughs> I mean, black men don't cheat though, right? So, we don't, so we don't. Like, so no more. We gotta, we gotta create a new reality with our words. Yeah, we speak you're speaking hypothetically at this point. <laughs> <laughs> She's speaking about some old shit. Yeah, <laughs> That's what you said in 2015. To be honest, I can't imagine being cheated on. I mean, I I have been bad. Like, Mm. just if I could just, I was cheated on bad. But Mm. I don't care. Like, I just, I just feel like the worst thing you can do to me is like steal my identity, you know, embarrass me, like ruin my reputation, or like steal my money. You know what I mean? Like, so you kind of were with someone else, and like I thought about it, but I didn't do it. It can reach devastating effects, though, because it can involve finances. It can involve the children. It can involve some, you know, that's completely different. But, like, literally, okay, you went to go have, you know, you went to the movies with somebody else. Like, you literally just went to the movies with somebody else. Or you kissed somebody else. Okay, that's a little gross. But, like, you can't devastate me by doing that. No. You know what I'm saying? I I just, some people feel like, I don't even want to go deep into the situation. But some people will literally put themselves in dangerous way to go confront somebody about some cheating. And to me, I just, I'm like, I'm not going to get into a physical altercation because you have feelings for someone else. No, absolutely not. I have feelings for a lot of people, too. Like, we just have boundaries. What is really the end? You know how to keep them or you don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, but if you if you infiltrate and mess up other areas of my life that I let you into, right. then that's emotions are a very sticky thing though. Like oh, you know absolutely. what I mean? Yeah. But like my finances, my safety, my security, my privacy. Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. For sure. Now it's time. Now it's now time. It's time. <laughs> now that's your ass, Mr. Baldwin. Um, you know. Was there any um any comments to Yeah, actually. So the trail on fire, he's got I gotta pin one of his comments between him and Thad, they got the whole shit popping in here. Um so you know Basically about the movies. I got to read this paragraph because he took the time to like 
So he said, as a consumer, I hate seeing slavery shows and memes being made. We're always depicted in those roles. And when black writers come out and we still see these tropes of black people, it's aggravated because they're black and they should understand how it is as a consumer to continually see these things on the big screen. Um, That said, you know, we, it's it's programming and it's so deep. And so I think everybody kind of understands that like, there is kind of a responsibility with that. And with the celebrity, you know, the trail's like, you know what you're signing up for. Like, if I'm a soldier, I know I may not have to go to war, but I'm pretty much knowing that I'm going to have to go to war. So it's the same thing. And then that is like, you know, people feel like they're buying you as a product. Like, they don't even feel like they're not separating you from your work at all. I like, think that's on the people. They just though. think they own you. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. Oh, Latrell was a girl. I wasn't sure if Latrell. Oh, I, I thought Latrell was a um, woman. I, I wasn't sure. And I was going to ask that. I was like, I didn't want to offend nobody. Okay, Latrell, what's up? So mm-hmm. you're a woman. Okay. So, um, awesome. Who said something about cheating, though? Oh, Thad. He said, shit, women cheat too. Yeah, they do. I don't know what you said that. We're honest and both have that option. Oh, so Thad is like, that's not open. cheating. That's, that's, not not, cheating. Oh, that's not cheating. That's yeah. the difference. Um, so thank you, Latrell, and thank you, Thad, because y'all have the co- whole comments popping. Charles Woods did join as well. Thank y'all so much. Let me ask you this. So we got all these, uh, kind of what uh, somebody said in the comments about uh, slave movies and these tropes that mm-hmm. they give us. Um, what was it? What was it two years ago that the Oscar so white or three years ago? Yeah, about two, three years ago. And like, so do you feel like that wave, that, that initial like little baby protests you think it really moved the needle because it seems like it has at the time it seemed like insignificant almost yeah for some people i mean it still feels kind of insignificant for me for different reasons but i may mean, have more i haven't been keeping up because i don't like I just, I just don't be giving this weight to these white-owned organizations that i never expected to really well, i'm not talking us. about necessarily nominations and things like that but just what, what is produced what is coming what, out? what films are made yeah you seen a dramatic change? Like I feel like I've seen enough of a shift so? that makes me think that, well, at least for me, I felt like the only movies we got maybe from uh, largely black cast movies were slave movies mm-hmm. and like Meet the Blacks <laughs> some, or some dumb shit like that. You know what I mean? So you're saying it's more diverse now as far as black. Yeah, like in the last like the like the six years, like twenty ten to twenty sixteen, mm-hmm. I felt like that's what we were given. Slave movies and dumb <laughs> dumb black shit. No, I think yeah. And now like you got this wider array of things. I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? I think so. I think yeah, I think you're right. I will say I think part of the reason those slave movies and stuff was coming out and even to this day, like movies like Just Mercy, I feel like those come out. I feel like a lot of times we confuse like us them trying to brainwash us into thinking we're slaves or whatever. As there is a thing where so many people, both white and black, may be in black synonymous with struggle, so they think we all start to think that if we put out a black movie, it has to be a movie about struggle of some sort or some type of discrimination. So I don't think it's always like a uh, you know a plan to keep us dumb and like you know feeling like lesser. It's just this is just how the world sees us and how a lot of us see ourselves. So, but to your point, I do think it's I do think that that's a shift. I mean, you see, Marvel took, which you could argue as a big jump with um Black Panther, which I don't think you could do the Black Panther any other way. But even still, like you know, back in the day, you cannot see. Think gonna make a white Black Panther? 
But that's not outrageous. There's a white Cleopatra and shit. Like, what you mean? Like, it's not outrageous if you look at America's history. Was it? Was it Gods of Egypt or? Not even talking about that. Oh yeah, well, no, no, no. Gods of Egypt. No. What was that the movie where it was all white cast playing Egyptian people? Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But even um Elizabeth Taylor didn't she play Cleopatra back in the day? I'm sure she did. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not far fetched back in America's history. Yeah. So I think we yeah I think I do see the chef. I like I, that's a good point. I see the chef. I think it only gets better. I think we help it get better by supporting our own more. Yeah. That's um, what that says. Support yourself. Yeah, I think it's. It's dope that it's a trend to support black-owned businesses. I hope it's not just a, you know. <laughs> yeah, but like it's dope that it's become like a thing. Yeah. And um, I do want to see black people take the whole in business ownership thing more seriously. Um, I feel like a lot of us just like have a thing, like find a thing to tap into, start selling it, and we call it a business. And ownership is the key. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just like finding a niche and just pushing it out there. Without the legal rights to it, it can be mm-hmm. snatched from us at any time. So I think we gotta get more in tune with that. Um, but yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that. I still see these like I said. It's still like I said, just mercy. I don't want to see just mercy because you don't. Some uh, black man on death row. Like it's like why man? It don't feel as bad as a slavery movie. It don't, but it's like this whole like here go another black struggle film. <laughs> <laughs> but a black man gonna help him get out, and he won't stop till he's it's done. And it's like. And it's like you can't hardly criticize it because it's based off of true stories. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like you can just... It's based off true stories? I believe that one is, yes. Um, yeah, it is. I know for a fact that it is. Yes. It is? So you know what happens to this? I don't. I don't know. I, don't I, don't, I, I, don't I feel know like the nigga gonna die. He might, man, but just even just... <laughs> <laughs> like Green Mileage type of shit, man. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> Here we go again. We got caught up in the mix again. So that we just need to support. Whatever we want to see, we need to support it more, man, as much as we can. y'all so much for the comments and the insights um yeah man i think we all agree we just gotta if we want better man we gotta be the ones to do it man i'm tired of relying on the oscars or whoever to re- represent us properly we just gotta do it ourselves so you wanna get to this black business shout out yeah 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 all right brand new year what does that mean tax season why would you i don't want to think about that well you if you get a refund you want to think about it that's true. I don't want to think about the fact that I got a... ass niggas like yourself. No. You should be happy. You got to pay the government back. You have a business, so you can write off some things. Or when you though. claim 10 dependents. I, that. I might do that. Oh, let me, let me stop. We're on camera. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. If you need your taxes done, uh, whether you're individual or a business, you need insurance, 
Uh, I don't know why I'm doing all this, but uh, <laughs> please check out Javis uh, Tax, uh, Javis Financial Services, uh, 7171 Two Notch Road, uh, Columbia, South Carolina. You can reach me at 803-419-1001. Uh, they've been in business since 1998, I believe. Um, they've been operating full-time since 2010. Word. Uh, like I said, they offer credit repair services. Some of y'all know y'all shit fucked up. Um, insurance, uh, payroll services, bookkeeping, financial planning, which is very important. Uh, beginning of the year, please get your financial literacy straight. Um, and tax prep and uh, accounting and notary services. I don't know really who needs a notary very much anymore, but they're out there. Sometimes, yeah, you, sometimes you need it. Um, so, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, it's all black staff. I already oh, checked sure. that out. Yeah. What's the name of it again? Uh, Javis Financial Services Javis. L. J A V I S. Okay, good, cause you ain't write it down. Mm. Yeah, I don't write shit down, cause I got a good memory. So. I went the whole show without fighting. Javis Tax Prep. <laughs> Financial Services. Thank you. <laughs> it was started. <laughs> it was uh, founded by. Miss Kadenia uh, Williams Javis. Uh, she's an MBA. Uh, she's a proprietor. Javis Financial Services LLC. Um, so please go check them out. 7171 Two Notch Road. Um, they get you straight. Dope, man. Yeah. I definitely see their billboard. And I, I, I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. Financial planning and an accountant for my taxes. Yeah. I know you need credit repair too. You fuck that shit up in your twenties. Well, you don't know anything about me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this week's thirst of the week is two beautiful women. You know, put them on the screen. I'm about to. Oh. <laughs> this week we have the city girls. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. They're one person. They just recently uh made a cover billboard. Um they should have like a I assume they'll have like a really big year this year. Because this is the first year JT's been free. Yes. This is JT. That's young Miami. You know which one to pick? Yeah. Did okay. one of those girls have an interview with that therapist? Have you seen those episodes? What, what therapist? No, that was Dreezy. I keep Yeah, Dreezy had Oh yeah. She doesn't yeah. familiar. Um similar. See, so yeah, this is a recent cover billboard. They're stupid, dope. They're stupid ratchet. They are insane and ratchet. <laughs> um, she just had a baby not too long ago. Really? Um, yeah. And uh, she just got out of prison. So <laughs> she really so, fire ass. So uh, they are they are uh, at different phases of their lives. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Again, you can check out ooh, testicles. <laughs> um, you can. <laughs> Uh, what was their last album called? Period. Was it called Period? No, that, um, Period was the one before that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, they on the Bad Boy soundtrack. Oh, for real? Yeah, oh, really? I might watch that movie just for that. <laughs> um, Murder She Wrote. Wait, yeah. that's the new Bad Boy soundtrack. Yeah, yeah the, the Girl Code. Girl Code. Yeah. Uh, they signed to QC, biggest label there is really right now. Yeah. Got Migos, Lil Baby. Yachty still on there? Yachty. Any Atlanta nigga you can think of is probably Basically. on QC. <laughs> Basically. Um, so, yeah, check them out. You can check them out. You can get them at, uh, at City Girls. Easy to spell uh, for anybody who graduated fifth grade. Um, Why are you insulting my audience? No, I mean, I'm just saying. Um, so, 
That's just dope. <laughs> <laughs> that rude. That is super ratchet and super dope, though. They, uh, their flow was like literally sound like just talking shit. Like, yeah. I love it to death. But uh, yeah, definitely check them out, man. Yeah, check them out. They should have a really big year. I assume they'll drop an album this year. That's a lot of music supposed to be coming out. Kendrick? Um, yeah, okay, Kendrick. Kendrick's supposed to be dropping a rock album. Hold on now. Huh? I'm hoping it's not those Rebirth 2 type shit, but like, yeah, we ain't gonna put that in the, in the universe. Are you supposed to be dropping an album? Um, Sizzle's supposed to be dropping an album? Yeah, we'll talk. We'll see. Oh, I don't believe none of these TDE niggas. The only the only TDE niggas I can count on is J Rock. That's it. That's it. Oh. J Rock releases an album about once every year and a half. He does. I hope he put out better albums. Last time won a Grammy. Yeah. I think he did. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just like from nine double five nine. That's it. Was. Blazing. Oh no! I gotta look. I gotta listen back because I. Nigga, we've agreed on this shit when it came out. Yeah, I've been listening to it. I listened to oh, it like... Oh, uh, he gonna flip. I listened to it probably like four months ago, and I was playing that shit on repeat. <laughs> he about to flip. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Man. And then Schoolboy Q. We waiting on another... Oh. We waiting on another Druggies and Hoes. Thundercat about to drop an album. Is he really? Is he gonna go on tour, though? Oh, we gonna find He's out. Going. We going. He just He's dropped going. a single. That shit is blazing. Oh. oh. Yes. Dave Chappelle recently came out with tickets. Don't worry. Them shit's gone. <laughs> Yo, for real. That was my experience. The whole area was and just. that will be my experience. <laughs> hey, we can do it again. It just. Ah, 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 ah. I really did. He was in the like, ah. She's like old girl in the five heartbeats. He always notices me too. I'm wearing my gold pants. Oh, did he talk to you like he talked to me? He didn't talk to you. He definitely talked to me. I told he you. He pointed at me. He smiled. They're going to do oh. some petty shit right now. So. I talked to him outside of the bar. We, we chopped it up for a minute. You know, whatever. Fine. Anyway, he lost a lot of weight. I don't know if y'all seen him like, re- uh, recently. He lost a lot of weight. Wait a minute, Dad. You got an album? We're talking about y'all from Music Head. Check out my album. You okay. Album? Post your album link in the, in the, in the post comments. Post the link. Yeah, man. Yeah, post the link. Yeah. All right. Any final thoughts, anybody? Any final comments? Uh, final comments? Um, swag. <laughs> final comments for me is two people today told me I'm excited for our future. So I really feel like 2020 is the beginning of a new year, new decade. Let's keep that same energy. All throughout the year. Listen. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Don't mansplain me. No, no, no. I was just going to. I didn't want to. But no, seriously, I really feel like I I feel a veil is being lifted. Even with myself, you know, I just started school and I feel like I'm entering a new space in my life, a new place in my life. Like I'm, I'm getting into the, I've always wanted to be in the technology field. I didn't know how to enter it. And I'm like breaking the cherry of my, I'm ripping my way through the, the t- I'm are killing through the, I'm becoming a better person. And one thing I wanted to say was, um, I think I said I had a mini meltdown the other day. Like, I don't know if people know I have ADHD or whatever. Everybody goes through things. Everybody goes through things. And I, I feel like it's something that just has to happen as I navigate mentally what it means for me to become a new person. As I shed old habits, I don't have to be the way that I was before. I can actually change all these things about me that I don't like, keep the things I do like. And in 2020 and for the next 10 years, I can be in, in the place that I always imagined myself. So yeah. I believe go. the same for everybody else here. I do too. Everybody watching. And I believe everybody can go into the new year being great and not doing that usual post at the end of the year of let's hope that 2021 ain't on that bullshit that 2020 was on. Now we gonna see if your life. No, it's about you being on the bullshit. You. It's about you being on the bullshit you was on. Oh, that shit is yeah. really aggravating to me, bro. 
And everybody just have expects everybody else to hop on and agree with them when they say that shit. It's like, no, nigga, my shit be good. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not in the same place that I was last year. You know what I'm saying? I can't You shouldn't be. Now, Nobody but. should be. Nobody should be where you were last well, year. I don't like to say should because everybody has a process. I'm just saying for everybody me, is, yeah. I'm not in the same place. And um, you know, do your business plans because everybody here is an artist. There's, I didn't know one who did anything this chat who's not got to do something on this yep. chat or full time. Business yeah. so, owners do your business plans. Artists do your artist missions. I'm doing both of them at the same time, and it's work to do it right. It's work and time I consuming. Really had and, a panic yeah. attack while doing mine because no, I got so real. overwhelmed. <laughs> it's really it's very overwhelming. <laughs> you do it right, it's very overwhelming. But just take your time and just get done. Always go back to it. Keep doing it. Absolutely. There you go. That's another episode, y'all. Thank you so much, Star, for being awesome and wonderful. I'm gonna come on because I look cute today. <laughs> Don't forget, Ooh. push me out of the way. Oh, oh God! Watch out. Okay. <laughs> That's the lovely star. We love you guys. I love you guys. Patreon. Thank you so much for, oh yeah, Patreon. One more time. Um, and I saw some people uh, sign up already. Thank y'all so much. Yes. I'm gonna shout y'all out. Now when they said they signed up for Patreon, I said thank you, but I was like, did they mean they just signed up for themselves? <laughs> <laughs> so much love. Oh, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> I saw mine just now. I just made my own. I'm going to go through the emails because I saw them flash across the screen when we were talking. I'm going to go through the emails and shout y'all out. But thank y'all so much. So, so very much already. So, so very um, much. <laughs> if you decide you want to do it, once again, it's patreon.com slash cultivated ignorance. Um, um, <laughs> we have a $5 tier. We're trying to reach our goal of 25, 25 patrons. <laughs> if we start going, we're going to start reaching. This is what y'all going to be supporting. I hope you understand. They're going to unsubscribe. They're going to unsubscribe. I'm stopping. They're going to unsubscribe. User has revoked membership. <laughs> Thank y'all so much, though. We got heat coming for y'all. Just waiting on it. But in the meantime, love y'all so much. Thank y'all for joining us for another show. That's Will. I'm Mike. <laughs> what? You pointed to me as I'm Mike. We appreciate y'all, man. Thank you very much. Very true. Love y'all. See y'all next time. Good night.